Buongiorno. Hello. Where's the uh, where's the gabagool, huh? <laughs> we don't where's have the gabagool? gabagool here. We got the macaroni and the cheese and the bindal. You motherfucker. <laughs> this, this this fucking guy. <laughs> hey, gabagool over here. You got the gabagool. You you do seem like the kind of a gabagool guy. Always packing, you know. Always packing my schnitz. Um, you're right, Ty. We're we're gabagooling in here. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, um, you're a bit of a gabagoofball. Exact mundo. <laughs> um. Hi, arrivederci. How's it going? It's good. What are what are we? It's good, Eric. It's good. What are we? What are we gabbing gabbing about today? What's on the menu? <laughs> um. Well, you know the boys love to, you know, just just bool all day. But me, <laughs> me and <laughs> we're booling. But... We're pooling. We're pooling the sauce. We're pooling the words. Pooling the ideas. Mm-hmm. Um. But you know, me and Ty, we're 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 gabagooling in here. You know what I'm saying? The mm-hmm. meats are cured, the virus is cured. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> there's not much else to discuss, really. We're, <laughs> we're in the endemic now, baby. This is, in fact, the endemic. Um, shouts out to our frontline workers who somewhat survived this tragedy that is the coronavirus. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what? You know, I a have blessing terrible for some, news for you, uh, Eric. I have terrible <laughs> news for you. <laughs> oh God! What I learned now? what endemic means. It doesn't mean the end of the pandemic. It doesn't mean the last bite of twelve inches of suffering. Oh no! Is it the you know heartburn afterwards? Is it the fifth wave? What it's is it? Like the, it's the crippling like disease that you're just forced to live with forever endemic means it never ends not that it's ending oh my god but like so there's many many diseases that are endemics think about like polio which we or like uh like i don't know the bird flu they all still exist but endemic basically means it's a problem for third world world countries not first world problem you know you know, Ty, as a resident, as a, as a permanent resident of a first world country, I got to say, to me, the definition has not changed uh, for what I thought it was, because it <laughs> sounds like it's not my problem anymore. <laughs> it's not your problem either way, I guess so. So basically, the, the virus has ended in first world countries, which is, you know, where we live. So, you know, thank mm-hmm. Big Gov for that, I guess. Yeah, shout out to Daddy Trudeau for for this uh, stellar ending. <laughs> mm-hmm. Be more grateful for the last bite of that sandwich. Damn. The end is so this is it, Eric. This month is our last bite of COVID. Maybe. Then the warm summer sun start, days get longer, people get healthier. Mm-hmm. The vitamin D starts, starts preparing our bodies to fight off any type of flu, and suddenly it's over again. That's true. Wow. Think about this, Ty. We started this podcast when you know we had no idea what was to come we we were just in the beginning of this and we thought like wow we like might actually die <laughs> like, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's possible that we die this year like that's crazy and now that, that you know crazy. um now that this podcast has lasted longer than 
most of my relationships. I'm happy to report that we are alive and well. I'm boosted. You're, are you boosted, Ty? <laughs> I will be boosting myself this afternoon, actually. Ty will be boofing uh, <laughs> the vaccine um, and he will get 6G enabled. Yeah, just a uh, couple more inches of Moderna marinara in my veins should just get me through these last two cold months of winter. Um, wow, Ty, now that you are, you know, boosted with Moderna, or when you will be, what, what's the plan? Are you going to be um, taking off your mask? Are you going to be undressing? <laughs> Not any more than usual in a public scenario, <laughs> but... In true endemic fashion, I will get back to my regular routine of whining and dining and uh, paying mm -hmm. money to frontline workers for them to do things for me. Mm -hmm. And when Ty says whining and dining, he's not talking about drinking wine. He means whining about the food that they brought. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, uh, I, oh. I carry up the restaurant, no matter what the restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait to dine and then whine about it. <laughs> mm -hmm. That's what get 15% off your bill, my guy. It's, it's mm. almost as easy as not tipping. <laughs> I know. You seem like the kind of guy to like leave a good tip, but you also planted the hair in your rigatoni olive vodka. <laughs> mm. Yeah, that's right. It's a plant. I love plant-based <laughs> food. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, yeah, it I'm, has been I'm a so, uh, what? It has been a long, a long cold pandemic, and I'm just happy it's at the end. And you're right that I this podcast has also gotten me through it, Eric. You have helped me get through it. I'm sure we have helped the breadheads get through it. You said this mm -hmm. lasted longer than any of your relationships, but <laughs> think about the breadheads, Eric. They, some of them probably have never, never kissed a girl. <laughs> You know, like, we're the closest thing that they have to a relationship. We are their girlfriends. Yeah, Ty's uh, divine feminine energy is, you know, the closest thing that some of these breadheads will get to a pussy. It's true, like, my... <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> yep. uh, Ty, you know, we're grateful for you, Ty. Um, mm. The breadheads are grateful, you know. I think we've taught our breadheads a lot about you know, what it means to be a man, you know, you not got to order 12 inches of sandwich, you got to order double meat or double veggie patty. <laughs> but I think what, what I've learned is that being a man, <laughs> divine masculine, <laughs> is more than just how many inches you can stomach. It's more than what you eat. It's why you eat it and how you eat it, Eric. Yeah, it's about and it's how you order. It's about how you mm -hmm. carry yourself through a a room full of artists. Mm -hmm, exactly. <laughs> when there are, you know, beta artists in the room, um, how does the alpha customer stand out? Uh, mm -hmm. And you have to be, you have to be that Ty, because this is a, you know, this podcast is all about toxic masculinity. Um, and we think the breadheads are right there with us. Mm -hmm. And any, for any female, you know, breadhead listeners, um, we know that you prefer this kind of guy. <laughs> you want the bad Eric boy. Eric knows you. <laughs> we know you very well. We can we see your well, better than you know yourself. Exactly. Yeah. We know that you prefer Top the bad boy who will get four sauces. Yeah. 
the uh, definitely like top three most toxic things is uh, the coronavirus, obviously, the the tuna fish, obviously, mm-hmm. and any advice you've heard on this podcast. Exactly. That kind of rounds it out. Yeah, few things will do more damage than the Delta Cron Dirty Sprite variant uh, than you know this pot. But this podcast is up there for sure. Hmm. Wow. Speaking of uh, doing damage, I've been um, eroding away my brain cells with all the TV that I've been watching lately. Uh, I just finished Too Hot to Handle. Ty, have mm. you seen that show? I've seen Too Hot Two Seasons, but I haven't seen the most recently released third season. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, I don't know if it's just you know me getting smarter or the show getting dumber, but it just seems like this show is designed for 15 year old girls, much like the white macadamia nut cookie. Um, mm-hmm. It's very, very stupid and, and kind of messed up. Yeah. So what do, what do you find <laughs> stupid about it? Is it, is it the, um, uh, the pans, the cuts? It's the pans and the cuts, but it's also, <laughs> oh, these are two kitchen terms that you just threw at me. <laughs> this is a kitchen podcast. <laughs> this is a kitchen cast. Um, cast iron, if you will. Wow, Pod, and uh, pan fried, <laughs> pan fried cast iron. Absolutely. Um, I don't know, Ty. I just feel like all the drama is manufactured. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is us intellectualizing a show for teen, tween girls. Um, the tweenies, the tweenies. Um, but yeah, I just wanted to throw you know that out there that I just finished that. Um, have you ever had a sandwich that you thought was too hot to handle, Ty? Whoa. Well, I don't like them as hot as you, Eric. <laughs> uh, my sandwiches typically don't even rank on the Scoville system. But mm-hmm. I've had a sandwich that's heat is not defined by its destruction to my taste buds, but its heat <laughs> is defined by its ability to turn heads. My sandwiches turn heads, Eric. When people see what I create on the floor of that franchise, it's mm-hmm. it's astounding. It's I, I, I'm channeling God Himself through my fingers. These are God's mm-hmm. God's hands. Mm-hmm. God's God's plan for sure. Do you think um, you know how the show is basically centered around like you know for those who don't know, it's like basically a bunch of hotties are stuck on a, on an island or something together. And mm-hmm. like, there's like a prize fund, but anytime anyone does anything sexual, like a kiss or like, you know, anything more than that, it money's deducted from the prize fund, right? Mm-hmm. Do you think that there could be, you know, a sandwich so good that you couldn't resist? And like, every time you take a bite, you like, it costs you like $500. <laughs> do, you, uh... do, you think, do you think that would exist, Ty? Do you think a game show could exist in this? covid reality we live in where there is like a hundred thousand dollars on the line and you're starving but there is a nice long nice foot long that's baking in the sun ready to be eaten and every bite you take you know two thousand dollars gets deducted from the prize fund or something like that do you think this could uh this could work on hbo Oh, probably because like every time i walk into subway i've already i've been hunger striking for a few hours because you lead up to that moment, right? You you train your body. Mm-hmm. It's grueling and it's it, it's hard to fast, but it's worth it. 
because your body is then like like much like the stomach of an olympic eater you're prepared for the game day mm-hmm. and Absolutely. i think with that with that in mind the idea of hunger striking before for money that just seems like a natural progression to hunger striking for food mm-hmm. <sighs> makes total sense to me you know some it people will <laughs> some, you know, a lot of people will, uh... <laughs> a lot of people you know are going to be saying how like you know on two out to handle you're kind of ha- you kind of have to go sell a bit right but on mm-hmm. on our show you know too fresh to handle you got to be sell a bite sell a bite ow you ow. had that one locked and loaded didn't you no i i actually zoned out while you were talking and i thought of it then that's fair that's very clever <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah that shows a bit uh it like definitely like puts the trashy and trash in trash tv okay Absolutely. <laughs> both trash and trashy <laughs> mm-hmm. much like our podcast cover art um it's hot trash it really is uh shout out to our hot trash nft not for sale <laughs> strictly um you know by donation uh to the art gallery of the dark web mm-hmm. we only made it to show you breadheads <laughs> just just to say we did it Mm-hmm, exactly. Ty's got all this Ethereum and he doesn't know what to do with it. So he's been buying apes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> which so which many monkey apes. smoking a cig did you buy? <laughs> it's so hard to choose. You know, some of them have hats. <laughs> some of them have facial hair. Those are two things I, I don't have, Eric. <laughs> <laughs> I think they all have facial hair, Ty. They're, they're primates. They're monkeys. <laughs> they're monkeys. That's a good bro. point. Monkeys don't... Sh- yeah us stupid humans invented i think a nice nft project era a nice (laughs) can you imagine the first human to invent being bald (laughs) damn inventing being bald do you think they did on purpose Uh, i don't know i just know that they crawled so that like the modern white man could run Mm -hmm. all i know is that i like my you know, sandwiches are completely hairless. Well, you're not going to like going for dinner with me, man. I'm planting hairs left, right, and center. Mm-hmm. It's a plant-based diet. Believe it of... or not, I'm not afraid to stick it in someone else's food. Yeah, well, I, I, at least. I have no problem eating, you know, one of your hairs. It's all good. It's win-win. I knew, I knew eating plant-based was a scam, but this is just proof. <laughs> Um, uh, I have an NFT idea for you that we could potentially <laughs> pursue after this episode. After this episode, okay, great. Now, now please continue. Much like your board eight yacht club, the where every single like attribute of the caricature is unique. You have different hats and different sunglasses, but they're all kind of this is combined going. to create unique things. There's no reason <laughs> we couldn't make. A bunch of different sandwiches as nfts mm-hmm. i absolutely agree um and we need to we could even get our food stylist friend um from a previous episode yeah anna kevill joyce get her on the back on pod and help us put these together yeah. i'm kind of 
Yeah, I'm thinking it has to be a real photo of a sandwich. <laughs> that would make it really cool. I mean, yeah, digital art is cool and everything, but what about a fo- a real photograph? Have you have you nerds to consider that? Yeah, there's nothing mm-hmm. more like IRL in the metaverse than a piece of our old history, you know, of reality. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And maybe that's what Too Hot to Handle, Eric. Too Hot to Handle is happening in a metaverse. It's happening in a, like, a closed society where the rules only exist to service the game. There's no, like, (laughs) relationship with the outside world. Is that a problem or is that, I guess that's that's the ultimate goal of all, all digital worlds. Huh. I mean, if you think about it, every TV show has no connection to reality, even though it might be based in reality. Like, for example, the Kardashians, like, they are so incredibly in touch, but also incredibly out of touch at the same time. Like, they, don't, they mm-hmm. live in their own bubble. You know what I mean? And same mm-hmm. thing with Too Hot to Handle. It's just a bunch of hotties. Like, you're the worst option you have on that show is still a 10. <laughs> 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 it only goes so, up. I mean, yeah, it's like it's like it's like if you couldn't fuck up your sandwich. That's what it feels like. Imagine a wow. world where you can't fuck up your sandwich. <laughs> a world with no bad choices. Yeah. That's if the I get, I get what you're saying. Job. Like if the sandwich artists did their job, then Subway would be too hot to handle because you couldn't possibly fuck up. They wouldn't let you. They'd Bro, be like, can no, you sir. imagine if every time you walked out of a subway it was like straight tens like nothing but tens every time you went in there just every foot wow. long te- a, a 12 inch 10 wow imagine Think like... about how how well regarded subway would be it would be critically acclaimed <laughs> mm-hmm. we do need a sandwich shop that only like hot people are allowed to eat at because like you know then you'd walk in and you could even find like potential girlfriend or boyfriend wow Wow, I wasn't even thinking about the people. I was thinking about the quality of the the, the footlong. But I guess we're both talking about the quality of the footlong. Mm-hmm. We're talking about the quality of our meats here. And mm-hmm. I, you know, I'm looking for a 12 out of 12. 12 out of 12. <laughs> I love that. Um, well, it is crazy that, like, you're right. The uh, it, Despite being reality TV, it is not reality. It's It's the metaverse on TV. Mm-hmm. The Fediverse sort of from reality. The Fediverse. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, Ty. You know, speaking of shows, um, I've also been watching Ozark. Have you have you caught the mm. new season of that? I'm not familiar with even the plot of Ozark. I, me and Ozark, <laughs> we don't cross paths. We we run in different circles. It's in the meat mm-hmm. bin, and I'm in the veggie section. Mm-hmm. That's true. It's the uh, it's the bacon to your uh, hype house. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, basically, Ty, you know, if I were to summarize the plot for you, basically this uh, wealthy one percent family that moves to a shitty town or a shitty neighborhood with a bunch of poor people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's funny because anyone listening to this is like. So it's this so wrong. <laughs> but you, you have no idea. <laughs> cool. Yeah, I, I believe you. <laughs> I believe me so far, everyone. 
basically it's like Tell rich, me the tune um, is real this rich white family moves into this uh poor redneck white family town and um decides to launder my skin cartels mm. or actually that's why they moved there and um you know it got me thinking ty could subway potentially be a money laundering scheme interesting many locations yet nobody likes the sandwiches there and how it's are the they laundry to... mat of food yeah how, how are they able to order so many vegetables but then they always have vegetables in stock yeah that could be it eric it could be money laundering they're they're funneling their lettuce into lettuce and then back into lettuce and then maybe into mm-hmm. bitcoin mm-hmm. exactly like you know how you might walk by like a shitty little store that's like old but it's like got like you know ten thousand square feet inside you're like how the mm-hmm. fuck does this place afford this real estate right mm-hmm. how come nobody questions subway because you got subway like standalone detached buildings sometimes <laughs> like how does subway hmm? yeah it's a good question and like those sandwiches they're not five bucks anymore but they're still pretty affordable so it must be hard to turn a profit especially with quality ingredients like that shout out to subway yeah <laughs> um <laughs> you know Ty, if subway was laundering money how would they do it? Well, I'm not super familiar with how anybody launders money, <laughs> but if, if I knew I'd be doing it, Eric, it seems like a really good racket. <laughs> but, I mean, I think crypto is probably a great way to launder some money. Um, but if I were to guess, Ty, and if I were to give mm-hmm. you my, um, you know, book for dummies version um i basically think that what you have to do is like you over report your like income because like you're getting income from from like a third party right right so okay so say i I own a subway right yeah you do on the side yeah i own a fucking franchise what's the side don't ever forget chips or cookies both um, but listen here, Ty, I got a subway, right? And I'm trying to figure this out as I say it. <laughs> but I'm thinking I also need to launder hella money because I got a, a legal side business, right? This is all hypothetical, right. guys. This is not real for anyone listening to this podcast. I don't own a subway, okay? <laughs> <laughs> um, but say I have my legal side business, right? And I own a subway. And <laughs> You're I like, but like, I... The, the legal side business, that's not hypothetical. <laughs> Guys, I do not, I promise I do not own a subway. <laughs> <laughs> um, and say I have like a million dollars in drug money, hypothetically. And like somehow like make this money clean or I have to, I have to like launder it, right? Mm-hmm. So what I'm going to do is buy a million dollars worth of lettuce. Bought a million dollars worth of lettuce. Wait, is that something like that? I get where your head, head's at, and then you just sit, move that money into your Subway franchisee business account at the local credit union, exactly. and then no, no one's the wiser. Oh no! Oh no! I say that I sold a million. I have 
cash in my business, mm-hmm. right? But I really only sold like one foot long because, you know, it was a slow month, right? And mm-hmm. uh, basically now I have all this extra cash and I've over-reported the number of foot longs I made. And then all of that gets, you know, put into the system and I can, you know, s- spend it on my employees and give you, you know, 200,000, I can give myself 800,000, et cetera. And there you go. Yep. And that's how you get a Rolls Royce parked outside Subway. Now I got a Rolly. Now I got the Phantom uh, parked outside Subway. And let me just tell you, the stars hit different in the, in the ceiling once you've uh, spent that shit on cash. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Bought that shit with well, cash. Uh, thank you for teaching us, Eric, how to launder <laughs> money 101. <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. There's a few holes in this, uh, in this um, strategy, though. Uh, I know you're not an expert, allegedly. Uh, First of all, I I think the term you're looking for is you're trying to wash the money. But I don't think (laughs) I don't think Subway washes anything. So I don't know if their (laughs) employees are equipped to handle large sums of cash. Mm -hmm. That's a great point. I think it only works when the employees have don't have a clue <laughs> mm-hmm. and it's just you and the homie you know i mean and that that does support this possibility because franchise owners are the ones keeping all these dirty secrets and they're no stranger to keeping secrets i have a feeling the franchise owners know a lot more about the food that we're eating than they're willing to tell us absolutely like, they don't want and us to why, know uh, that the, the meatball comes in a giant meat block and balls are carved out of it. <laughs> <laughs> like uh, craters. Um, but it's that's entirely possible, Ty. And I also think that's why they hire like college students <laughs> or like, you know, work at Subway. It's their first job, but they're not really thinking critically about where the money's going. You know, cause mm-hmm. I'm sure if they added up like the, you know, amount of money that came in in a single day, they would be like, wait a second, there's no way we could even pay for this loan, uh, you know, the rent on this building. Mm-hmm. It does seem crazy that like you could sell 12 inches of sandwich for $7. That's under a dollar an inch. That doesn't make any sense in this economy, but I digress. Exactly. They, they also like, it's also, I've noticed a common trend where your sandwich artist is often um like it, oftentimes your the english isn't the first language of your sandwich artist they'll come come from somewhere else in the world or be raised with a different language so there's maybe like also a, a barrier of communication that so helps keep the money laundering secret from the franchise owner <laughs> like the less communication happening behind that that sneeze guard the better for money laundering mm-hmm. and you know what Ty, we're part of the problem because we go to these places and we don't care that this is going on we're just like yeah let me get the uh whatever honestly there's bigger crimes out there like i think this is on the pretty low on my list of problems mm-hmm. to solve if i was to mm-hmm. save the world you know what ty speaking of saving the world and problems to solve did you notice now that pretty much everywhere you have to pay for disposable cups or like bags and things like that 
Yeah, it's because Vancouver is so liberally woke. They're charging us now. 25 cents a paper cup. Yeah, dude. They're so fucking conscious that they're fucking, fucking us. Can you believe it? I. The worst part is they don't really make... I, As you know, I only like to drink coffee beverages that are 12 ounces or smaller. I, my ideal, like fluid size is eight ounces but it's so hard to find a reusable thermos that comes in eight ounces you all these like dumb brands like yeti are making these giant ass thermoses for someone to put like a whole a whole carton of ice cubes and their venti latte in Mm -hmm. it's disgusting it's disgusting it's too much fluid yeah you're gonna give yourself a uh, a, a tummy ache at worst and a hernia or a hernia at worst and a tummy ache at best mm-hmm. and think about this like one little one ounce espresso is probably gonna do the same thing as like a venti fucking whatever grande or ariana grande milkshake like mm-hmm. <laughs> like that shit is not gonna do anything for you in terms of like caffeine intake absolutely it's it's actually probably weaker because it gets diluted so slowly your Mm -hmm. your body like intakes it slower and therefore doesn't feel the effects quite the same they're really nullifying the point of espresso yeah i mean i do fully agree with you that's why i have my uh 12 ounce myrrh mug uh which i used to carry to the office every day every morning when i spent four dollars a day on coffee Mm-hmm. Um, the good old days the good old days um, Acura days <laughs> as like the sales podcast but I haven't been doing that at all it's been sitting in my shelf and I've been making coffee every morning in my uh, in my uh, mm-hmm. penthouse suite <laughs> <laughs> honestly this is one of the biggest losses of the novel coronavirus is that I don't buy a fourth wave coffee every day and I miss that. I miss that ritual. I I miss the banter with the barista. That you'd always get to mm-hmm. know the barista, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and something about coffee shop baristas, I feel like more inclined to converse with than sandwich artists. I think that coffee baristas, like, at least I know that, like, like there's like a 100% guarantee that they like Tame Impala. So we have something in common when I walk in the door. And I can never have that with a sandwich artist. I don't know what sandwich artists like. I have no idea what their hobbies are outside of making my sandwich. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Like, I love the comfort of knowing that, like, even though they're wearing a Nirvana shirt, they can't name a single Nirvana song. And Mm -hmm. that just makes me feel good when I buy a coffee from them. Yeah. Like, baristas are so easy to read. You walk in, you see their piercings, and you see their, like, (laughs) novelty band tee or... Maybe they're wearing like suspenders today. You could take a quick glimpse mm-hmm. of their sleeve tat or their their hairstyle mm-hmm. or their craft brewery hat, and you're mm-hmm. it's it's pretty it's pretty easy to make some assessments of their likes, dislikes, history, passions, love life, everything. Absolutely, like my favorite is when I walk in and they're on their phone and they look at me and they look all pissed because they got to put down UrbanOutfitters.com and you know mm-hmm. roll up their long sleeve underneath their short sleeve and help mm-hmm. me out. <laughs> mm-hmm, exactly and i'm used to that though. i'm expecting that you know what Eric? i bet you if you put a barista and a sandwich artist sub- side by side i could take a guess of each of their favorite subway sandwich 
And I'd probably get closer with the barista than the one that makes the sandwiches. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you can't trust a sandwich artist because they're so just like well knowledge, like well versed in all of the different combinations. Like they're, mm-hmm. they they probably have some like secret fucking like panini, focaccia panini that you don't even know about. But uh, you know, the barista is gonna just order like the BMT or the ham or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's fascinating. Uh it is weird though that the like the sandwich artist is so funny because like my interpretation of the sandwich artist is that they they have all this power, all this knowledge, but then no taste. So they're missing that aesthetics <laughs> or that um, kind of intuition that could really make them special. It's almost like they're front end developers, really. <laughs> but you know what? I do think I respect sandwich artists more than baristas. You know why? Because they more... don't have to say the word oat milk as often. That's a big part of it. And actually, you're really onto it because I was going to say, like, sandwich artists, like, they don't try to, like, scam you in any way. They just, mm-hmm. like, tell you straight up, it's like, this is a sandwich, right? Like, do you want this or this? And it's just whatever. Like, who who cares? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But if you go to a fucking barista, like, haven, like, revolver, <laughs> they're going to try to, like, tell you that, like, the different beans taste different. It's like, like, no one fucking knows the difference. Like, we're all right. just, like kind of like nodding like mm-hmm. like like there's no fucking way you can tell the difference between these two beans bro they're made the same it's Just so silly bean. they'll be like we don't recommend this nicaragua blend with <laughs> with classic cow milk yeah <laughs> if you're going dairy today try this ethiopian it'll be a bit more cherry yeah exactly but i don't taste cherries like or prunes in this coffee bro like it's a coffee <laughs> Dude, they're putting they're putting every word on the coffee labels now. They'll be like, mm. you can taste a little bit of champagne and maybe some underwear in here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can taste my bullshit in this one. Yeah, damn. Have you ever looked at like the tasting notes and been like, like, oh wow, that one sounds good, and then you get it, and then you like, do you even remember like what the taste notes were after you take your sip? No, I don't. I don't remember much. Especially, it's so easy to like stop thinking about what you're drinking when you're drinking coffee you're just kind of mm-hmm. like on autopilot the minutes that you can mm-hmm. yeah thinking about what what's in your cup is like a huge no-no like Lil Wayne said is like like don't worry about what's in my cup <laughs> yeah that's right he did say that exactly uh in his case it's probably goose though no it's that walk it's that walkie slash bro <laughs> that, that, that right. uh, you have a good memory here. What's in my cup? What's in my I, cup? I, What's I, in I cup? mean, I made mistake one hundred and one. I I worried about what was in it immediately. Exactly, <laughs> you literally curiosity. broke the rule. <laughs> <laughs> All you gotta know is that he's better than you know having that walk. He's a better artist than without that walk. You know what I mean? Mm, I know what you mean. <laughs> Uh, I will say, Eric, that baristas are becoming more like my my cafe experience is becoming closer and closer to my subway experience. It's almost like there's a gravitational energy, a magnetism that pulls all restaurants or any food establishment to the subway model. Example A, I walk in and I order my latte, eight ounce or smaller. And they always say, 
they say this is a new question this is a this is the last like year year or two question right they're always like they they say one of two things they either say what milk or is cow's milk okay wow so like like, cheese and toasted they're cheese and toasting my freaking (laughs) latte right okay that's problem Mm -hmm. number one so the questions are starting and you know as like diets continue to diverge with like zoomer appetites that we will get more and more questions like that and my cortado will be torn to pieces Mm -hmm. part two is at the end of my order they always ask if i'd like to have anything to eat with it and i don't know when cafes started to become food establishments but i like my espresso bar to be just that exactly this is a liquid breakfast podcast we don't believe in eating before noon Mm -hmm. Uh, and yeah it's just disappointing that i'm interrogated every time i just want a fucking espresso like not only that but they only ask me they always ask me like oh do you want like room for cream it's like do i look like i'm at a fucking diner <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> the only mug you're putting that in is your face mm-hmm. i know no no uh don't mean to mean mug you but shut the fuck up <laughs> yeah no cream in my mug just make the coffee like don't worry about me mm-hmm. another dairy question terrible terrible but the food terrible. one really cre- is crazy like i i do like the occasional croissant with my cafe but mm-hmm. when they're but oftentimes they're they're skipping the they're skipping the treat section they're going straight to lunch they'll be like would you like to add a panini <laughs> and it's not really an add-on feature when it's like three or four times the size and and uh and cost right mm-hmm. it's like going to subway for a cookie and they try to add on a foot long <laughs> yeah man i mean we're UX designers. We know all about upselling when you're in the bag. <laughs> yeah, they're dark UX this is just patterns. The last, this is a last second ditch effort to upsell you and make you pay twice as much. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't cool. want that. But so what I do appreciate, Eric, about Subway is that they distribute the upsells throughout the experience. So it doesn't feel like they're really like hammering you at the end, trying to get like every last dollar out of you. There's an upsell moment at the meets when you go for a premium or a signature sandwich, the guac, of course, or sorry, they call it smashed avocado now. Uh, <laughs> uh, and then finally at the end with the chips, the guacamole cookies, drinks, Thai? meal. Thai. Yeah, the guacamole. I'm an ally. I'm an ally and guacamole is a uh, racially charged term. Okay. Uh, we, we can't be appropriating the destruction of Mexican culture. Well, Eric, I'm an empath, and I think that smashed <laughs> avocado is mean to the, the plants. <laughs> I think it, it's a hurtful term towards our, our avocado friends. Like, Hi, no vegetarian smash... likes the term smashed <laughs> avocado. <laughs> Hi, when you smash, it might be hurtful, but, I mean, I'm a passionate kind of guy, and I'm gentle. So, to me, smashed avocado just means I'm pleasure avocado <laughs> you would rather <laughs> have a gent uh, yeah a gently caressed avocado <laughs> gets to the exactly. same same thing yeah exactly sometimes i'll even ask for my avocado on top if you know what i'm talking about a <laughs> like like some nice aburiyoshi mm-hmm, exactly nice and torched mm-hmm. <laughs> well uh speaking of torched i think this episode is uh <laughs> <laughs> I think it's time to call it quits here. 
Oh boy, it's so much for your hard stop 15 minutes ago, Ty. I hope you didn't have a, so many other engagements. I did, but duty calls, Eric. That's right. Pa- passion um, before profession. Absolutely, Ty. Just remember that, you know, podcast is, you know, winning us some bread. And you are the breadwinner mm. of your family. So, you know, it's time to collect. Click and collect. We're clicking and collecting. <laughs> Damn. Damn, son. We're working in we're, we be working in our own little metaverse here, clicking and collecting. We're we're mining. Mm-hmm. We're mining we're the, the like redhead's usual. attention. That's right. Okay, buddy. Um see you at the other side of the cash register. <laughs> uh, <laughs> don't go into the light. Okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay, buddy. Bye.